three months ago, you may not have known Zoom, and you probably didn't know what a Zoom bomb was. But in the last couple of months in the world, we have figured out how to do telework, and Zoom is largely to thank for that. But aside from giving Zoom a pat on the back for making our lives possible, let's look at the business model of Zoom. Is it a good business or a great business? Is it a fixed cost or a variable cost business? And what likely will be the challenge for Zoom strategically going forward? Let's take a look. A Zoom happy hour, jump on a Zoom call. And just in general, let's have a Zoom date. These are things that are things that we never thought would be part of our vernacular even a year ago. But when Zoom IPO'd last year, I was pretty interested in it and I put in a tender offer for it. And one of my points of interest was the type of business model that Zoom is in, not this kind of general functionality of Zoom or anything else related to it. I'm super glad that I did. It's of course, proven to be something that I would have never anticipated with coronavirus in, in terms of the growth. But it hasn't changed the business model overall. Just the valuation acceleration happened. Uh, what we're going to talk about today about Zoom is what business it's in overall, when it got started, and why it is the business that it is. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the financials and in the strategy simplified framework, whether it's a variable cost or a fixed cost business. After that, we're going to talk about whether it's doing well as the business that it's in. And finally, we're going to talk at the end about what will make Zoom successful over time. So let's jump in. First of all, what kind of business is Zoom in and what's the history of Zoom? Almost everybody in the world now has heard of Zoom or maybe even has an account on Zoom, but Zoom was founded nine years ago. It feels like a new phenomenon, but it's actually been around and building for a really long time. And you wouldn't have thought probably nine years ago that there was a need for more of this kind of software and service. There was AnyMeeting and GoToMeet and WebEx and Google Meet and all different kinds of meeting platforms, Skype. Um, and, and just in general, it didn't seem like something that was a problem that probably needed to be solved. But of course, we've seen that it's accelerated for a lot of different user-friendliness reasons. Um, it operates outside of a web browser. It operates with more stability, more clarity, and more intuitive functionality than other innovations have. And that's just a message for all of you that are thinking about innovating on something. You don't necessarily have to do something brand new to make a big splash in the marketplace. You just have to do something better than what's currently out there. And Zoom has arguably done a really great job of that. Uh, in 2017, uh, Zoom had very aggressive revenue growth, which resulted in its classification as a unicorn when it achieved at its fundraising round a $1 billion valuation. The company IPO'd in 2019 as well. Now, what makes Zoom Zoom is, of course, the, the product itself and the functionality, the ease of use, and a lot of the function of Zoom. But what makes Zoom a business model that's of interest to us is something totally different. So in order to talk about that, we need to bifurcate whether it is a fixed cost business or a variable cost business. And if you think about it, every incremental user that uses Zoom, does Zoom have an incremental cost? A little bit, okay. And of course, in every business, there is a variable cost to it and there is fixed cost. Uh, Zoom has to acquire its users and it has to process credit cards for every user on a monthly basis. So there is 
cost, of course, that goes into acquiring new users and growing their platform. But is it big enough to determine this as a variable cost business? My argument is that it's not. This is a fixed cost business. Once you build it, they may all come. And when they do, that's a great thing because you've built fixed capacity and then you can sell it over and over and over again. And of course, when you see software as a service or software as a product businesses, the ability to do that is what drives their success. In this situation, Zoom is arguably a great success, and we can go over to their financials to take a look at that. When we look at Zoom's information for the year ended January 31st, 2020, we have 623 million dollars in revenue. So still a pretty small company. So their cost of revenue, their variable cost is only 115 million of that. In contrast, when you look at their operating expenses, you have 495 million of that. And so you'll see that, again, they turned a profit barely for the first time, but they have this huge amount of expense that goes into research and development, developing the actual product. Sales and marketing is a giant expense, and then general administrative. So Zoom has basically been spending almost all of what it's made building its platform. Why does that make sense for a business like this? Well, in a fixed cost business, you want for the same capacity, to have the maximum number of users. And Zoom has a software subscription model where they are on a monthly basis collecting fees from users that are using it at their premium level. So they need people to get on at the free level. They need people to move up inside the premium levels in order to be successful as a company. And as you can see, their variable cost being such a small part of their cost, the more that they can do that and leverage the fixed cost of their business, the more that they can drive success going forward. What do I think the future holds for Zoom? Well, Zoom is for a time probably going to be the leader in this kind of video and teleconferencing platform. And we can expect that because of the disruption from COVID-19, we'll see maybe more flexible and work from home models, more use of Zoom over time in the next couple of years. But Zoom is susceptible in the same way that its competitors, when it started nine years ago, was susceptible. The next and newest platform that can get adequate users onto it could always be knocking at Zoom's door. So Zoom has a big community that it can build and leverage off of. It just needs to make Make sure that its product over time keeps up and that the conversion opportunities for revenue generation inside the product remain compelling for a lot of people. So there are more metrics that we would take a look at at Zoom over time. For example, we would look at their churn rate, the number of people that are leaving. We look at the percentage of people that are purchasing out of their total user base and also the revenue per customer that are purchasing. So with Zoom, there's a big opportunity. Let's see where it goes in the future and if I made the right call when I bought the stock at the IPO. We hope that you enjoyed this and feel equipped to take a look at a business really quickly like Zoom and figure out whether it's in the variable cost or fixed cost business and also whether it's likely to be successful in that space. We hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, come along with us on our podcast, Strategy Simplified, or on our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining.